Stan, let me sing you a little song about the menstrual cycle. I think it might clear things up for you. Okay. Ooh, baby, yeah, baby, ooh, baby. Yeah, baby, yeah, baby, now, nah, baby. Ooh, yeah, yes, yes, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, baby. Ah, 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 nah, baby. Ew, baby, nah, nah. Uh, nah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm cool. It's okay. Uh, watch out for the best bread, baby. Look out now. It's, uh, I tell you what. Uh, how about, uh, uh, why don't I call you next week? And that's my song about the menstrual cycles. This is Sick and Wrong. America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How you doing uh, this Tuesday evening? That's pretty good. I've uh, made a commitment. I think my podcasting and crafting have been off the past couple podcasts. How so? I just don't think I've been drunk enough. So you just haven't um, been on your game. I'm gonna get more drunk this time. Well, and, you know, and proceeding forward. <laughs> well, I think we should start right now with a with a toast that we kind of need to do. So before we get into any details about the show, kind of move on with our intro topic or anything like that. I just want to have like a moment of silence and remembrance here for Isaac Hayes and Bernie Mac. Yes, to a comedic legend and a music legend who uh, just recently passed on this week. I was actually kind of bummed. I mean, Bernie Mac, I was a fan of, you know, somewhat. But Isaac Hayes. Bernie Mac is funny motherfucker. And Isaac Hayes, yeah, you know, the shaft thing. I actually own a vinyl copy of uh, Black Moses. You ever see the Black Moses record that if you open it up, it flips open to like a full size image of of, uh, Isaac Hayes as the Black Moses? (laughs) So to Black Moses, let's do this shot here. And Bernie Mac. Yes, not Mac and Cheese, Mac and Hayes. Yeah. Ah, Jim Beam. <laughs> Jim Beam. It's Always the greatest. Good. So how was the weekend, Wackerly? Well, I was just weeping openly like a man should <laughs> over Isaac Hayes. Yeah, Isaac Hayes. They're both pneumonia. young, you know? He, yeah. Did you hear? He do- they found him like next to his treadmill that was still running. No, wait. Isaac Hayes had a stroke. And uh, Bernie Mac died of pneumonia. Complications from pneumonia. Right. But uh, so Bernie Mac was in the hospital, right? But when they, they but, got into uh, Isaac Hayes' house and he was on the floor next to his running treadmill. Ah, poor chef. <laughs> poor chef. And who's going to talk to the children now? Yeah. Well, he hadn't talked to them for a while because of yeah. that uh, Scientology sci- uproar. <laughs> <laughs> when he left the show in a huff. Yeah. I actually kind of lost a little bit of respect for him over that, but. He's a Scientologist, dude. People get brainwashed. By yeah, it's brainwashing. I mean, you can't, you can't blame somebody for being brainwashed, I guess. It yeah. just happens. So uh, it was kind of an eventful weekend. Um, we actually hung out on a day other than the podcast night. Which, and sober. Uh, and sober, yes, during the day, which was kind of nice. Weird. So, Super uh, weird. The event, which uh, caused us to go hang out sober in the middle of the day on Saturday, which, dude, I don't even remember the last time I was out and about at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday. 
I actually called you with just complete and utter non-faith that you would answer, or that you would answer and it'd be like, what's going on, dude? <laughs> Are you still asleep? No, no, I'm just um, surfing the internet. <laughs> and then I, you wouldn't have come out. Had I been in that, that, that mode, I would have just let it go straight to voicemail. Yeah, or that. But no, I actually really did want to go to the event that I actually got out of bed and got dressed and combed my hair for. It helps that it was Saturday four afternoon. blocks from your apartment. Well, that's the only reason I went. <laughs> so the Gumball 3000 was uh, started in San Francisco this past Saturday. It actually began up at the, what is that, the Fairmont Hotel? Is yeah, right it, near started? Grace Cathedral might be a better landmark. And so it was like around, I think the, the cars all took off like around 1 o'clock, but the, uh, the, they were on display from yeah, like 11 right. till 1. <laughs> they were fenced into their little pens with their yeah. owners. So all the, uh, the uh, rich, spoiled children could, uh, <laughs> spoiled kids could actually like display their Lamborghinis and their Porsches before the official race took off. Yeah, there's quite a high hurdle to enter into the gump. Should we explain what this is? It's like well, a cross country, cross continent. The only uh, let me just say this: trans Pacific. I don't race. know that much about cars. I've never known much that, that much about cars. I don't really even own. I don't own a car, and I don't plan to ever own a car. You can drive a car, though. I'll attest not, to that. But not very well. Not very well <laughs> no. I'm not a good driver. <laughs> Definitely not a good driver. But the only reason I went there is because I heard that David Hasselhoff is going to be there driving kit, and he was. And it was amazing to see him. He wasn't driving Kit, though. Yeah, I, that was Kit. Was it? I think so. I think that was the whole thing. Is he was it was a Trans kit. Am, but I, oh, didn't that see, like I didn't see the little Cylon red thing. It didn't say anything to me when to it drove by. metaphors. The only, the only reason I was kind of bummed about uh, seeing David Hasselhoff is I was planning on throwing a cheeseburger at him. Right. There's no, it's hard to get a cheeseburger in that neighborhood end. at that time of day. Though. Yeah, it is kind of difficult. <laughs> there are McDonald's is up there. It's so, kind of snooty. The Gumball 3000 is an annual 3,000-mile international rally which takes place on public roads, roads traveling around the world. Although set up as a rally with no official timing or prizes for reaching checkpoints, some participants have been fined for speeding and other traffic offenses by the police in countries that they have passed through. I guess it began in 1999, and uh, I think this is, what, like uh, the seventh or eighth one? And the 2008 race started here in San Francisco. And, so uh, it's like the Cannonball Run, right? Everybody's seen that movie or seven movies, however many there are. Yeah, more or less it's kind of the same idea. But I guess it was the Cannonball Run was something that happened in America, where it's the Gumball Rally that happened in Europe. Okay. So uh, what happened is a uh, socialite here, Maximilian Cooper, in 1999, invited 50 of his wealthiest friends to take part in a six-day, 3,000-mile drive around Europe, partying every night. Uh, the event started off with a wild party with some of London's A-list, including Kate Moss, Guy Ritchie, Billy Zane, and uh, Danny Minogue. This happened in 99. Billy Zane? Billy Zane. Is what Billy Zane in? a big star? He was the know. Phantom. <laughs> uh, he was the Phantom? Is that what that guy was? Yeah, remember that movie? Am I correct? I and... never saw that. No, he, he's like a consummate B sliding into <laughs> C level actor. Well, he's got to be C by now because I you don't know, even know You know who those he is. USA Up All Night movies? Oh, yeah. Billy Zane's in quite a few. <laughs> is he the, the uh, wretched host of uh, USA Up All Night? No, I mean, that was uh, Gilbert Gottfried was the but host there's Gilbert for a while. Godfrey, but then there's another guy with a cowboy hat. No, that's not him. The only okay. reason I ever I watched that guy. Yeah, but the only reason I ever watched it is because they had that blonde with the huge jugs who hosted for a while. She had smashing pumpkins. Smashing. <laughs> smashing pumpkins. So, uh, yeah, as you said, this kind of started with the Cannonball Run, I guess. <clears throat> Way back in 1933, there was a motorcycle racer called Cannonball Baker. 
He crossed the U.S. from coast to coast in approximately 54 hours. Not uh, on an actual cannonball. No, but on that a was motorcycle. Just a yeah, okay. that, that was just the nickname there. <laughs> um, and then in uh, the 70s, car and driver founder and editor Brock Gates started the Cannonball Baker Sea to Shining Sea Dash. And uh, this basically spawned the movies, uh, the Cannonball movies, and the Gumball Rally, which was a movie that happened in uh, 76. Yeah, did, and, I, uh, did I see that Gary Busey was in that movie? <laughs> Gary Busey was in that? I think I read that on IMDb. Well, I'm going to have to confirm that. Yeah, okay. It's unconfirmed I, I thought I didn't even know Gary Busey was that old. Uh, he's old, yeah. He must have been a young he guy. He doesn't look movie. as old as he... I'm sure, you know, Hollywood plastic surgery and Rogaine and hair transplants have something yeah. to do with it, but he's old. He's an old guy. Also born again, which I is was annoying. A, see, the thing is, is I'm not like a huge fan of this Gumball 3000, but I was a huge fan of the Cannonball Run. Well... Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise. What was his name? He's Captain... <laughs> Captain Chaos. Captain was his Chaos. alter ego, and that then was... he had the his, his mild-mannered non-Captain Chaos. As a matter of fact, mode. though, there was a dude at uh, who's participating in the gumball race here that uh, looked just like Burt Reynolds. Do you see him? He's driving a Trans Am. He yes, like cowboy, a, hat. cowboy hat. Although we're, we're sort of sliding between movies when you're talking about uh, Burt Reynolds with a cowboy hat on in, a, in like a 19... 19- Maybe seventy nine Trans Am because now you're talking about Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, Smokey and the Bandit. Okay, what was he driving in Cannibal Run? I don't remember, but it wasn't that. <laughs> I thought it was a Trans Am or a Firebird or something. It's kind of Burt Reynolds' signature car. So, okay. dude, that guy's so cool. I'm surprised they got Hasselhoff to do it. Why? Why didn't they try to get Reynolds to do it? Um, Reynolds he, probably turned it down. He's just too distinguished. He's beyond that now. He's now he just goes to strip clubs for his uh, appearance in Showgirls. Well. <laughs> Uh, other than Hasselhoff, there was a cavalcade of celebrities that were there. Um, the one that I actually kind of, you know, of course I was the most excited to see Hasselhoff, but right. it was kind of cool. Even seeing... though you didn't get to hassle the Hoff. Yeah, we didn't get to hassle him at all. No cheeseburger throwing. But it was kind of cool seeing Alfonso Ribeiro, if you might recall. Carlton Banks from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And somebody Alfonso from, from Silver Spoons. <laughs> Silver Spoons, right. Yeah, it was funny because as soon as he drove by him, it was like, Alfonso! Yeah. Carlton! He's but like, Alfonso's hey. really his name. Yeah, so, I mean, he probably didn't get the Silver Spoons reference. I always think that's funny when, uh, why do they do that when they there's an actor and then the person in the show, has, the character has the same name? Is it because the person's too young or stupid to... You don't know why. Respond to a different name? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they gave him <laughs> the same name. Or is it just name. a coincidence? But Alfonso's kind of a cool name. I mean, if his name was like Sam or yeah. Harry, they probably uh, would have changed it to Alfonso. Yeah, something more ethnic. But Alfonso Ribeiro, I mean, Jesus, yeah. dude, sounds like a soap opera actor. Yeah, my when I told my girlfriend, she asked me if he did the dance. Um, apparently, he has a signature dance a move. A Silver Spoons dance? No, it's or a Fresh a... Prince signature dance, a Carlton dance. And dude, I said, had sadly I known that, that I would have been yelling that. I know, same here. But is it, is, we should have taken my girlfriend with us. Is your girlfriend into Carlton? Uh, perhaps I don't. I didn't go it's down that her, road. I didn't go style. down that road. And I did ask <laughs> her to come with us. I was like, "Do you want to go see all these cars take off on this Cannonball Run esque drive?" And she was like, "No, I don't." No, she, she didn't even care. Well, a couple other people that I didn't see. Tyson Beckford. Do you know who the actor and model? No idea. Uh, Joel McHale, the presenter of The Soup. I kind of like that show. Yeah, he's funny. I, did, I went to recognize Manic. Him. He's got the whole manic uh, Tom Arnold style of humor. 
Here's a guy who I would have pelted with an egg rather than a cheeseburger. Pete Wentz from uh, the band Fallout Boy. Did you yeah. see him? No. I don't even know what he looks no, like. No, I would have recognized the hair, right? Yeah, you don't know what he looks got, like? He's got that emo hair kind yeah, of. Yeah, he kind of looks like the kind of girl that you'd be attracted to if he was a woman. <laughs> if he had tits and a vagina, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Which he might, actually. <laughs> you should check it out. <laughs> His music makes him sound like that. Uh, Jermaine Dupree, rapper, producer, was there. I didn't see him. Uh, he Chris, uh, stars in a Boost mobile phone ad. That's all the only thing I know about him. Yeah, I don't even know his music. Uh, Chris Pontius from Jackass and Wild Boys. I saw that guy. He was, I think he was on the megaphone. Bam Margera, skater. Didn't uh, see him. Uh, from Viva La Bam. He was driving one. I think he was driving like the Rays GTO or something like that. Okay. And uh, Tony Hawk was there, a couple of BMX guys, and uh, Paul Gray from the band Slipknot. But how would you know who that guy is? Because they always have masks on. Right. But so. What so, about, wasn't, didn't we see Travis Barker, or was that oh, a yeah, mis- yeah, the, mistaken the, sighting? Uh, no, no, Travis Barker from Blink 182. I missed that okay. guy. Okay. I, I did see a neck tattoo. I kind of hate that guy. Really? Yeah. yeah me too. I kind of hate that guy. But, dude, I mean, they're, you know. I don't know much about cars, and so that's why I wasn't as, as excited as some of our friends that were there with us. Like, uh, for AKA example, Ian. Ian. <laughs> no, Ian, um, our buddy who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, that dude knew every single car down to the make, uh, right. the year it came out, uh, just everything about it. And it's you know not, how fast it can top out at. It wouldn't even be worth, and the price, he like Ooh. quoted the price of each thing that drove by. And it wouldn't even be worth mentioning, but when people have a British accent, you just kind of... If you're American, you just assume they're really sophisticated and what, like and they're only into read, read. No, they wouldn't even be into cars. They just like read Yates and drink tea and, and play polo. You know, have some sherry or some brandy. And sit around the fire with my smoking jacket. So like when somebody's really into cars, it's uh, cognitive dissonance. I guess I can I can understand what you're saying, but dude, but that guy watches that English show Top Gun, Top or Gear, Top, Top Gear, Gear. Top and then <laughs> you know, and then that blows my whole theory apart because I've watched that's a British show all yeah, about cars. That's a British show, so. and then that guy's really into it. So he, I, I mean, get he's all into I'm cars. saying is I thought Ian was way more sophisticated than that, and apparently <laughs> he's just what he's on mean? my you level. You can't be sophisticated and uh, be into like Lamborghinis. No, that's I just. He's on you my level. You just think cars just bring you down. I don't like, know. Yeah, I just, I guess he's just dumb. a working class kind of predilection. Not even that. I'm not going to go into the class thing. I just, well, I, did, I didn't, I didn't assume that he would be into cars, and he is, and it was cool. But it was kind of cool to have someone there that actually knew what the cars were, because I was just kind of like, wow, that silver one looks cool. <laughs> the doors go up like yeah, vertically. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Or um, what's that? Is that a Porsche? And yeah. he was like, no, that's a Porsche, blah, 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 and a yeah. Carrera, blah, blah, blah. I, so see, it's kind of cool to have now, someone that knows Now you're kind of hurting about. my feelings because I felt like I knew something about the cars, but like <laughs> Ian blew me away. Yeah, you barely knew anything about the cars. Man. You're really disappointing. <laughs> all, all, all I wanted, but the thing is, I didn't care about the cars. That's why, why I, I wasn't there for the cars. I was there for the Hoff. Right. And uh, yeah, and the, you know, it was great to see the guy. So do you want to talk about, because you did go on a little bit of a rant, and if you don't want to talk about that's fine, because we're 20 minutes in. Yeah, but yeah, you had yeah. a little we, bit of a problem with the, well, so, shall I say, uh, the econ- economic <laughs> echelon of the people on the other side of the fence that well, were in the car. What I was bitching about the race. So the Gumball well, 3000, yeah. $120,000 just to enter into the race. And that's not including the price of the car that you're using. I would say the average price of the car, if you, of the cars there was probably 200 grand yeah like ranging from there was actually a scion <laughs> and, and there's a volkswagen bus too yeah but like and then there were like cars that were like you know over a million dollars but i mean people like bam margera i mean that guy's being sponsored 
you know, the Hoff was being sponsored. But then you see all these dudes that are just like, you know, the the son of like some powerful like European industrialist. And yeah. this guy. Tinfoil magnate like, you know, or something. You know, here, son, have a Lamborghini and, produce, and go have fun and party with your wealthy socialite friends. Right. It's more like get out of my face while I screw this woman who's not your mom. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and then the, the douchebag Maximilian Cooper Who's like, well, you know, he has all these degrees from school and, uh, you know, he's really worked hard to like try to to um, create a melange of art and tattoos and, yeah. and, uh, motor, right. and you know, um, and uh, cars. And he's never had a job, sports. but he's crafted his own scene. Dude, you know, he's to a be scene honest, crafter. He's a scene it's crafter. It's worse than a pod crafter. I tell you that much. <laughs> he's a scene crafter because he has millions and millions of pounds that allow him to do that. And nothing better to do. With yeah. And so that was my problem. It's like, you know. You never really see the the line of demarcation so clearly as when you see the other people that were, you know, inside the, the fences and their Lamborghinis. And then you have the commoners, the plebeians just standing there like, oh, you know, you know, ooming and eyeing and ooing and eyeing and like taking pictures of everything. So that's the issue. So that was the issue. In, for in me. the interest of brevity, uh, and maybe you could cut out what you just said, and I'll just point out that the issue is jealousy. <laughs> okay, yes, I was green with envy. I was dying with envy. Just looking at those guys, like, yeah, I would love to be on the other end of these these fences, but it I'm not. Fun. So in that yeah. in in that respect, I hate you. Yeah, we we weren't on the other side, and in in no conceivable universe will we ever be on that side of the fence. <laughs> so what's interesting about the, uh, the the gumball rally, though, it's so it started here in San Francisco. Uh, they proceed through checkpoints in L.A., San Diego, Vegas, and then a flight to Nanjing, which is in Korea. And then uh, they stop over in Pyongyang, and then they go to Shanghai, and then finally finishing in Beijing during the 2008 Olympic Games. So it's like this total cross-country type of race here. Cross Much more involved than the Cannonball Run. But yeah. Reynolds didn't go to Korea. Although a little less comedic, not, not as funny. Yeah, not as funny. Alan Farr is not... In the gumball rally. But they make, they make it seem so festive and so lighthearted. But you know what? It isn't so festive. In 2007, uh, last year, um, there, was an actual, there was a death that occurred as a result of the Gumball 3000. This happened in Macedonia, which is a former uh, what, uh, part of the Yugoslav Republic. Okay. It's, no, it's, it's, it's in north of now. Greece. It's like, I don't even know where it is. God, are you looking at me? I fucking <laughs> Eastern go. Europe or something. The only thing I know about Macedonia is that uh, Iron Maiden song it's mentioned. <laughs> Alexander the Great. That's, right. a, that's a damn good song. <laughs> so uh, the Tayshard Porsche 911 Turbo. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it sounds Nick, expensive. Yeah, it sounds expensive. Nick Morley and Matthew McConville, two uh, overprivileged uh, adolescents. Twats. <laughs> Douchebags. They hit an oncoming Volkswagen Golf at a speed of over 200 kilometers an hour. Now, was the Golf also entered into the Gumball 3000 or just a family out on a Sunday drive? It, it was just a husband and wife on a Sunday drive, and then they get just completely nailed head-on by this car driven by these two douchebags. 200 miles an hour, you said? Yeah, 200 hmm. kilometers an hour. I don't know how, where that translates That's, I mean, it's something like 120 or, or 150, probably. So what, what ended up happening is the, uh, the husband died on his way to the hospital. His wife died shortly thereafter. The organizers, um, being so sympathetic, uh, continued the rally despite the incident. And uh, I guess later, as they found out that the, that the fatality actually occurred, 
they ended up canceling the uh, remainder of the rally. So the rally didn't um, finish as planned. Out of respect for the dead golf people. <laughs> yeah, out of respect that they, you know, the modicum of respect that they had for the commoners. Now, now did they, like, donate a huge grant of cash to this to the remaining family, the children, the grandparents, the you know, brothers and sisters? I mean, because they are all rich fucking ponces, right? I think, I think the only cash that they donated was to the Macedonia courthouse to get their children exonerated. Oh, so the cops, like, put them in the clink after this happened. Because so it's Nicholas like you were driving Morley, at ex- extremely excessive speeds and caused this wreck. Well, what happened is after they tried to skip town, I guess they switched cars, got into a BMW M6. <laughs> which Russian is also way more expensive plates. than my car. So they have yeah. a spare expensive car. Oh, yeah. They switched cars and then right. tried to make a run for the border. And the uh, the cops here in Macedonia actually uh, intercepted them before they could get on the plane. Really? And, Are the uh, camels that fast? <laughs> It's horse and buggy. Okay. Uh, Nicholas Morley was released from custody on 17,000-pound bail, but was later rearrested in uh, Skopje while trying to leave the country once again on a private jet. Uh, the subsequent court hearing found him culpable in the deaths and passed a suspended sentence. After the verdict, his family released a statement detailing its own findings, which contradict those of the expert uh, prosecution. Wow, surprising. Uh, the statement also claims that the defense were denied the opportunity to present their findings. Uh, basically, what ended up happening is they just paid off the court. And right. uh, both their children but are free you... and probably <laughs> racing again and killing more commoners. But in the in the Ponce's defense, if you have if your child is uh, abducted by the cops in Macedonia and you have the money to get them out, it's not a time for tough love. Like, well, I'm going to you're going to. Serve your time. You're going to serve your time because, in a Turkish prison. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a Turkish prison. What yeah, was that movie? Uh, Midnight Express. Midnight Express. No, but, I mean, but they'll, bas- they'll like, cut your accelerator foot off. Yeah, but basically. And then you'll have like a gay relationship in there that you never really wanted to have. <laughs> You're never going to come out the same. Yeah, You're And some girl will come to visit you and push her titty up to get the glass, and you'll like lick it, and it's going to just be disgusting. All right, is this crossing into Wackerly Fantasy Land here? No, I think I channeled some uh, steel there for a second, so I'm, let's stop. Right now, <laughs> so yeah, it's a, so so my main problem with the gumball rally is okay. I'm a penniless Jew, and I will never probably have the money to ever buy a Lamborghini and compete in the in this type of debaucherous race. But at the same time, it's just like who are these people to yeah. be you know the upper echelon of society? Who are these yeah. people? These privileged? Why should we exalt the privileged? Is there you know, an the privileged who are allowed to like kill? You know the uh, the the common man. Yeah, is there an Israeli sports car? Does the do the Israelis have any automotive? It's called the Uzi. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. That's a good point. The you tank don't need a sports that, car that when smashes a... over Palestinians' homes. I don't <laughs> that's know. That's a good one. I think that's an American-built tank, by the way. Okay. But, but all in all, just to make a long story short, I was starstruck by seeing the Hoff, and it was pretty cool. You got to admit, can't beat the Hoff. You can't beat with the a Hoff. stick because yeah. the bodyguards will fucking beat you down. But go check it out. Do a search for Gumball 3000. You can actually see, I think, YouTube videos of uh, all that uh, actually took place that day. Uh, Wackerly, this is episode 135 here, Sick and Wrong. A uh, quick recap from uh, last week's show, episode 134. One of the goriest Sick and Wrong shows of all time. They call that fan service. Yeah, it was fan service. But we got all these emails from people that were just like, dude, it was such a gory show. It was grisly. Man, you guys are getting the show back together like it used to be. (laughs) Like it used to be. Just gore. You know, fuck the comedy. It's all about the gore now. So, yes, it was a gory show, episode 134. If you recall, I did a story about a man who scalped himself on a Greyhound bus. 
All the stories are kind of interconnected to you. That's what was interesting. That's right. The listener sent in a story about a man who decapitated and ate part of another man on a Greyhound bus, also in Canada. And uh, Wackerly did a story about a man who decapitated his girlfriend in uh, the the island of Santorini in Greece. Right. You know, surprisingly. I I really have no idea which story won because all all were good. All were pretty good. All were rather gory. And uh, the listener actually ended up coming out ahead, but not that far ahead. The listener got 96 votes. Um, I came in second with 78, and Wackerly came in a close third with 70. So a lot of people ended up voting for all these stories. I wasn't paying attention. Which one won? <laughs> the listener won with 96 okay. votes. Can I make a side comment really quickly? And I didn't yeah. even write this down, and it just popped into my head. Did you hear about the Greyhound bus ad that had to be pulled? No. What was the, uh, the ad that was? The week these two Canadian uh, Greyhound bus atrocities happened, Greyhound was going to release this print ad to go into magazines that said, had a picture of a Greyhound bus and the caption was, who's ever heard of bus rage? <laughs> and the implication was like, you know, road rage happens. Rage. You get really angry and you shoot somebody or somebody shoots you while you're driving your car. But, but if you get on the Greyhound bus, like nobody's going to fuck with you. <laughs> In the same week that this happened, I swear to God, this is a fucking true story. I thought that the was amazing. The same week it happened. Yeah, they pulled it. They pulled the, I mean, they caught well, they it. They kind of like, had to. It would have been great if the ad would have came out the week before. Yeah, they were right before, and they were, and they continued running it, and yeah. like on television. If you if you search or if like you that. Google around, you if you cool around the internet, you can uh, find a picture of the ad. It's hilarious. You know, someone else sent or made a comment when they voted for the listener story that I find kind of perplexing. Here, he mentioned that the Westboro Baptist Church is planning to picket the dead Carney's funeral. Yes, I read that. Also. Why? <laughs> it was the guy uh, gay. No, because Canada allows gays in the military. Westboro Baptist Church they're is just very, glory they're hounds. stretching the definitions yeah. <laughs> of what is sin. I mean, seriously, it's like, what won't they pick it now? PETA also uh, made a comment, a public comment, the people for the ethical treatment of animals. That's uh, not to be confused with PETA, people who enjoy eating tasty animals. But PETA, the first one, <laughs> they they made a public comment that... This guy getting beheaded is just like what happens to cows in slaughterhouses, so don't eat meat. Nice. Yeah. Dude, you're going to have to get a Puita shirt for your next uh, birthday here. I hope so. So, uh, yes, listener did win, and congratulations for winning episode 134. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. Audience votes, winner gets a case of beer. Uh, we also throw in a wild card with a listener submission, which you can send to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com or submit it directly through our forum page, which is accessible at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Uh, Wackley, I believe you started last week, so let me kick off episode 135 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. <laughs> So uh, my story concerns a Welsh businessman who uh, decapitated himself in a horrific suicide as revenge against his ex-wife. You might have you might have heard about this story. <laughs> Not really, but okay. But you know, my point about it is, why get a divorce in this day and age? Um. Yeah, I mean, she's gonna take half your shit. You're exactly, gonna, uh, dude. you know, you're gonna have to fight for custody of your kids that you if probably you didn't even ch- want to begin with. You know, if it like like this guy was an older guy, he's obviously just kind of. Well, I mean, he wasn't that old. He's 54 years old. He's probably already reached his point. Where he's like, you know what? I hate this woman so much, and I've hate all women at this point. 
He's probably become like reached such a level of misogyny that he doesn't even care about being with a woman anymore. He's all jaded he against vagina. Yeah, but all this guy wants to do is, is enact revenge against his wife. And what better revenge is it to commit suicide and saddle her with all your debt? That's a pretty good one. It's, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's it ranks right up there with turkey baster full of AIDS-infested semen in the vagina. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a previous uh, story here. I'm sick and wrong. So a businessman decapitated himself in his sports car to get back at his younger wife for leaving him. Uh, Gerald Mellon, 54 years old, a bitter, bitter man. Mellon is a great last name. Yeah, I don't know if it's Mellon or Meline. He (laughs) taunted his estranged wife, Muriel, with uh, threats of suicide. So he's 54 years old. She's 33. She's deciding to leave him probably for a younger man. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, this guy's a rich guy. So he's been taking care of her all this time. And now she decides, "Eh, you know, I'm just going to go get this younger dude. Right. The goal is to divorce get a bunch of money from the rich guy and then marry like a hot young sex machine. Well, what's funny about it though, is that's obviously her plan. Like she's yeah. planning. That's not my on... plan, by the way. I'm just saying <laughs> it's her plan. But this, this was her plan was to, 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 to basically like, you know, not extort all this money, but you know, in a settlement, she would end up getting oh, yeah. all this cash. It happens every day. I mean, yeah. young, uh, woman with no job or anything, marries a rich guy and divorces and then she gets half her shit. It's only fair. So other than murdering her, it's difficult to thwart this plan. And I think G- Gerald's idea here was just to taunt her with threats of suicide. I do like the fact that he taunted her. Yeah. Like, I'm going to commit suicide. Okay. Bye. You know, how worthwhile is that kind of comment? With the threats of suicide, you're, you're, vent- you're veering into emo territory. But once you, once you go through with it, now you're a badass. Yeah, but he even showed her the rope he was planning on using. Okay, he's so ventured he into badass territory already. And he already. kept this in the uh, the boot, <laughs> the trunk of his open top Aston Martin. So he was driving. <laughs> he was driving in style here. So he would show her this rope and say, "I'm going to hang myself with this." Or he actually detailed out exactly what he happened. detailed out exactly what he was planning on doing. Okay. He was planning on decapitating himself, and he would show her this rope on a daily basis. Uh, the court heard <laughs> to the point where she was just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, the fucking rope." Just do it, come on, dude. Yeah. Uh, the court heard that the day before his death, uh, Mrs. Meline had been awarded an extra hundred pounds a week in uh, maintenance from her former husband. I find that interesting. So they're separated, but yet he still had to pay her. What is that alimony? Yeah, it's alimony. Don't, would you get a, a little more than two hundred bucks a week? Well, it's an additional 200 bucks a week. I mean, he might already be paying her like 3,000 pounds a week. And now he's got to pay And now it's like 3,000, yeah, 3,100 pounds, pounds, which is, it he says he's a rich guy, right? But I think it's more just the psychological torment of like, she's fucking I think it's squeezing the prin- me like a goddamn principle. lemon. It's the principle. Right. Uh, Mr. Mellon said that he sent her a text message which read, congratulations, XXX. It was the last time she ever heard from him. The businessman <laughs> tied one end of a rope to a tree then climbed into his Aston Martin and wrapped the other end around his neck. Great way to commit suicide. What Stylish, type, dude. Yeah. What type of tree does it say? And it doesn't really go into detail. A large. <laughs> but but the fact that he's driving an Aston Martin, like if he was driving, you know, like a Mini Cooper or something, yeah. it would have been far less effective. Does is it a convertible or is the rope sticking out the window? <laughs> I think the rope was sticking out the window. <laughs> he then drove the ninety thousand right pound side, car though. into a busy main road. Road, forcing other drivers to watch his horrific death. Um, Mrs. Millen here, mother of two. I imagine it sounded something like this. 
<laughs> Mrs. Millen, a mother of two, said uh, we had split up and been to court. He wanted me to walk away from the farmhouse and the business and leave me with absolutely nothing. You know, I wonder about this, though. Can you write your wife out of the will completely, even if you're married? No. I mean, they weren't divorced. No, I don't think so. Not in any Western society. I mean, anything that the wife would get in the routine divorce, you can't write her out of that type. I mean, just joint property or, you know. Okay. If you had some type of separate account that she'd never touched or known about, maybe you could will that to your, you know, Yorkshire Terrier or something. But So I think he realized that, and uh, his whole plan was, well, you know what, I'm just going to saddle her with my debt. So he ran up, like, all the the family credit cards on, up on bullshit. And he canceled his life insurance policy, and, uh, yeah, he was, I guess he had to saddle up all this debt with his credit card, and since the fact that they were still married... And uh, these cards were in their name. She was just, when he, uh, upon his death, uh, she was left with his debt. Yeah. I would assume, because this is such a high-profile story, that Visa or MasterCard or whatever the British equivalent is, is going to sort of forgive this, maybe? Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> you think they'll just put the attack dogs on the collection agencies? <laughs> I love those collection agencies. Have you ever had one get, get a hold of your name about something? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. They, they never they're, stop they're calling. They're so reasonable. They're so persistent. <laughs> But you know what, though, dude? I, I have people, so I have a, my, you know, D, not D. Simon, but my real name is <laughs> <laughs> a very common name. So right. I get mixed up a lot. There's a lot of right. confusion. So I will get these calls at like 8 in the morning because I always call it 8. Yeah. Because well, they uh, think you're going to work. And yeah, you're they think like you're going to work and answer the phone. So I'll get these calls at 8 o'clock. You know, I still get these calls at 8 o'clock for the same dude with the, that shares the same name. Yeah. Who uh, lives somewhere. And he has like this bill with some porno online, like porn <laughs> website. And it wasn't me, I swear. Yeah, it wasn't me. it wasn't you, right. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Mellon here, I guess, married uh, his wife in 2002. They split up five years later. I guess it was a torturous marriage. It was horrendous most of the time, according to his wife. Um. After they had uh, recently split up, he had been to see his accountant, but the way he did it was all wrong. Uh, his wife told him that it was time that they stopped arguing and started behaving like adults. She even said, give me the rope. And he just laughed and said, you'll never have my rope. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my, my favorite quote in the whole story here is uh, she claims that he ran up an extortionate amount of debt. I've got to sell the farmhouse now just to pay the debts. I think extortionate is a chav word. Is that a word? Yeah, I have to look it up. It doesn't sound like a real word. It no, sounds like a fabricated like George word. George Bush uses that word from time to time. Yeah, a nu- but, nuclear extortionation <laughs> or something. <laughs> but yeah, he just ran up an extortionate amount of debt. <laughs> we're gonna I look. We're how, gonna look really stupid if it's really a word. <laughs> well, I love how the yeah, I know exactly. But I love how the sun prints that. Uh, uh, you know magical word <laughs> imaginary word yeah so do they this, quote do they have quotation marks around it uh well it's quoted because oh, it's in a quote it. okay, she was fine. saying it so uh all in all sick wrong star scale one of the best ways to enact revenge on your wife is right. to commit a horrific suicide and saddle her with your debt what i liked about it is the fact that he did it in an a in an aston martin and b um you know other drivers had to actually see his head being lopped off like that <laughs> the oh, problem is, is that his wife wasn't there, you know, it wasn't in the passenger seat. So she couldn't just like have the head fall into her lap. Yeah. So I'm giving this four stars for originality. I'm going to go higher than four. 
Uh, just because he kept showing her the rope, <laughs> and he was, and the fact, and the reversal of 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 trajectory that he was really venturing into emo, lame ex husband. Look, dude, you're rich. Quit fucking bothering your wife. Just we go buy another one. Yeah, go fucking get a trophy, even younger wife. Uh, but then that he actually went through with it. I like the reversal of tra- of initial emo trajectory. I'm gonna say four and a half. Four and a half. Fair enough. What do you have here for episode uh, 135 there, Wacker? I have to preface my article with some questions, Mr. Right. Simon. <laughs> how much do you know about Shoot. How much do you know about festivals? I and would I'm, say I would say that I have a wealth of knowledge of festivals. Are you a festival expert? <laughs> you know, it's it's been a while since I've been to a festival, but festivals are you know rather commonplace in the Midwest where we're from. Um, yeah. So like we would have the Munger potato. They're always agriculturally related. Like there's well the- because it's Michigan, right? Well, it's the or Midwest. Ohio. It's the Midwest. There's the potato fest. There's a corn fest, and then uh, if if what I've seen on TV is correct. Uh, the East Coast has lots of like Catholic fests, like a diocese or Saint Stan's Saints. Festival or Saint, oh, there you go. Yeah, That's yeah. actually in the Midwest. That's, That's a Catholic fest. Uh, are there any Jewish festivals? Do they have like a synagogue? Yeah, you know us Jews don't get a beer tent and invite all the Gentiles. <laughs> what in. about Manischewitz? <laughs> you know we, we we do have our festivals, but it's for our own kind. Okay, but yeah. normally these fests we're like, xenophobic. These fests take in a lot of money because there's meat on sticks, there's there's elephant ears, there's, there's rides, and then they hire their own carnies to, to do the rides. Right, but but the fest like you you pay to get in, you pay to ride the rides, you pay to eat the fucking disgusting food, yeah, you pay to uh you know punch the how hard can you punch game thing. oh yeah 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 that's exactly I have, yeah. a, I have a funny anecdote about that you've seen some pickers do that oh right yeah now. i don't know if we have time for the anecdotes so i'm gonna gloss no, over I, I want to get into it yeah but generally the fest pays for itself right well no that, i mean that's kind of the point of it. it's a fundraiser usually isn't it for a church or right a fundraiser so, so the for, fun the festival for the city the fest the something dash fest uh or or Saint Stands, whatever you want to fucking call it, they they pay every they pay for you you pay all the stuff they pay for all the activities and the food yeah. and then they have money left over which is like what goes to the charity or blah blah blah. Well, it's a donation to the charity or the church or what have you. Right. So that's why this story confuses me. Okay. Uh, it's pretty low to try to steal the tip box from a charity group that's working to keep some. Musky fest porta potties clean. Wait, wait. So <laughs> this charity group, the goal of this charity group, that's called Share Care, by the way, is to keep porta potties at a festival clean. Right. So why you're gonna have a fest? You're gonna charge people to come in to eat the food. At some point, they're gonna need to shit the food out. Put that into the price of the food, cleaning the porta potty. Don't just let it fester over the three day weekend. Well, I don't understand why there's a, a separate group here that's committed to doing that. Don't look at me. That's <laughs> yeah, why I, I'm don't, I don't know. You're, what, what, you're the what, festival expert. What town is this in? This is in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania, which I okay. think is like sort of an outside rural area of Philadelphia. I, I imagine if they have a company that just cleans, you know, porta potties. Uh, our friend Al. 
not going to say his last name, even though I almost did, but I will give him a shout out. I know he listens to the show, and we're going to be hanging out with him this Thursday night in San Francisco. I drinking. forgot about that. What's up there, Al? He went to a, a college in Lehigh at one point before he came to the college to where we went, where we met him. Oh, okay. I didn't so, know that. He probably has some perspective on this. He maybe has been to the musky fest. And I think a musky is musky. A, type, a type of shitty fish that like you'd never fucking eat. I thought it was a given rat the choice. or something. No, it's a type of fish, a musky. But it's like a disgusting bottom. <laughs> it's like a catfish, you know? Bottom feeder kind and of And I thing. eat catfish. I'm not bagging on people who eat it. But I feel bad when I do because it's a bottom feeder. Yeah. Um, so they had a tip box out in some convenience store. And some kids stole it. And remember, the money... Is gonna go to cleaning out cleaning the porta potties. The, the potties yeah. uh, this group share care. I don't know why they're not called shit care, but that's <laughs> the way it goes. Uh, these these ne'er do wells, young ne'er do wells, stole the tip box, ran out. The convenience store worker obviously called the cops in Pennsylvania. Police were able to stop three of the boys, but one fled toward a wooded area on Old York Road. <laughs> so this is rural. Dude, you had to have gotten this from like some local newspaper. <laughs> I don't know how you came across this story. I'm not going to give up my sources, okay? <laughs> my sources I will take to the grave. Let me just pref- let me just warn everybody there's a big ironic twist. <laughs> Okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting here. Shuddering in anticipation. As officers crashed through the woods through the fourth boy who got away, these kids are all too young. They don't give the name, so I'm sorry. I can't give any hilarious names. But as officers crashed through the woods, the boy yelled as he fell into a pit dug by homeless people because, well, they don't have (laughs) porta-potties. Wackerly comes in with an irony zinger. An officer quipped, and I'm reading this right out of the article, by the way. I'm not making this. This is an, an ironic zinger there. One of the officers quipped, that's not mud on him. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't do a, I can't do the Philadelphia trip thong, but I wish I could. But yeah, I, don't, I don't know the Philadelphia accent. Yeah, it's kind of like... listen to the mediocre show, but those guys don't really have a thick accent. Like oh, that. but I bet you they could do it. Dude, if they could read this article and, and call in and give me this quote, and you could splice it into the podcast, it would be great. But I bet you they could here's do what the you need uh, to say. accent. Here's what you need to say. That's not mud on him <laughs> in the Philadelphia trip thong. Uh, and the police officer said it over the scanner <laughs> so all the other cops in the area could hear it for their own So humor. this kid was dashing through the woods trying to madly trying to escape the police. With like the $3.50 in the tip jar. And he basically fell into a homeless like pit, pit. of feces. And do, is that what they do? Do they just do homeless people just live in the woods? Yeah, in, this, like, is, these rural this is towns diff- we, and we, just we, shit in a big like feces pit? You're familiar with the urban San Francisco crackhead slash homeless where they just shit in the in the you know the gutter they, no but, but they just shit anywhere dude you can walk down the street and you step in something you're like I think that's human yeah but you, you gotta know, admit it's disgusting storefront owners or people who run the hotels every mainly every day they come up with a hose and spray that shit off dude a guy shit on my doorstep the other day does your apartment manager hose that off or yeah he did he was rather upset he so was, they he hose it rather, off and then, and then every a couple nights uh, a street cleaning car comes down and scrubs it all into the gutter but Lehigh Valley, this is the this is a rural area, so there's woods and there's just a big pit <laughs> that all the homeless people shit in, and nobody knows about it or takes care of Dude, it. Dude, it's like it's like that video game was it Pitfall or whatever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like you could swing over that, but there must have been no vine. <laughs> 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 
But I will, I will probably, I will make the case that I think the homeless people in Lehigh Valley probably eat the same crappy diet as the homeless people in in downtown, in, in San, downtown San, Francisco. San Francisco. And their shits are much worse than your or my shit. It's probably like some kind of bum quicksand. Like if you fell into it, I bet you the cops had to pull the guy out. Threw him a branch. Yeah, <laughs> threw him a branch. You, <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to step in yourself, or you're going to be trapped. But the bums in Lehigh, Pennsylvania, have bindles. I mean, these are like real bums. Hobos. Yeah, they're hobos. They're not <laughs> even bums. There's a train track nearby. <laughs> this is a hobo feces pit. All right. One uh, officer said it seemed like a fitting end to someone trying to steal donations from a porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I will end it. So what so, are you going to give that? Uh, on, the, on the sick and wrong star scale. I mean, I guess, you know, obviously there's no grisly actions. There's no heinous crime committed uh, other than the fact that... Theft. (laughs) Well, theft. But I mean, I wouldn't say theft is really heinous. But the fact that it was just really funny and the irony was there, I'm going to give that a 3.75. Once again, my score is dependent on something that's not in the article, so I'm going to have to use my imagination. And uh, the point of fact (laughs) being mouth open or mouth closed. (laughs) So he's running, right? Sucking wind. I'm thinking mouth open right in the bum feces. Okay, I'm, I'm bumped give up a, to a four. <laughs> I'm going to a 4.25. I'm going to a four now. Um, so, Wackerly, the uh, listener's submission uh, for this week is also another really formidable story. You know, last week we got a great one, and that's, that's why the guy ended up winning episode 134. And this week we got a pretty good one, too. Submitted by Clover Killa who, um, if you read the forum... Is new a, new member. He just introduced himself. He's a new member, and he uh, tends to um, you know, make a lot of funny comments. Clover Killer actually sent this story in like five times, so I kind of felt obligated yeah. to give this to Persistent. him. Persistent. He says, I wonder if you needed all this follow-up, but it makes it all better. Um, as if you didn't know already, I sent you all the other stories. I just got send happy. Clover Killer. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you, Clover Killer, for sending that in. Point was taken. I do love the story. The best thing about this story is the man's name. The uh, the, the the perpetrator's name is the, is the best part of the story. Are you going to hold this back, or are you going to let me in on the secret? In a second. Preacher okay. arrested in church after wife's body was found in freezer. Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> a small-time preacher, was arrested Monday in the middle of a revival after his wife's body was found in a freezer. Now, I always knew of Sir Anthony Hopkins as being, you know, a stage actor who'd moved into films, but apparently he's become a small-town preacher. I I, I think he's become a small-town preacher. I think this... I don't know if he's, like, you know, investigating a role or researching a role of some sort. Yeah, method acting, I think. You know, if this is method acting, I'm not sure. But uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins was arrested in the middle of a revival after his body was uh, found in a freezer. Uh. He um, was doing this revival, I guess, in Jackson, Alabama. And it's funny, too, that he was arrested right in the middle of it. Because it's kind of like the Lord's work in action, if you think about it. Do you know what a revival is? Specifically, I don't. You know, I'm thinking, um, I I don't know. Is this where they jump around and speak in tongues? Are there snakes involved? They fall down and then faith healers come out and everything. Let's assume that it's that because that's funny. These are fervently religious people here. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, 37, is charged with murder and incest after being arrested at a church in Jackson, Alabama, during a revival. Uh, police said that no one reported Hopkins' wife, 36-year-old Arletha Hopkins, missing. Arletha? Then authorities heard Arletha. <laughs> uh, then authorities heard Monday from a relative who reported years of sexual abuse. 
Uh, apparently, his daughter ended up going to the hospital and reported eight years of sodomy rape. And uh, rape and sodomy, but sodomy rape. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever that's the is. same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, sodomy rape. She so was he sodomized. Raped me, then he sodomized. She me. was sodomized by Sir Anthony Hopkins for the past eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know who was going to silence the bleeding of the lambs in that case. Yeah. Do you know the libel laws very well? <laughs> I don't. I hope you do. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't his daughter's name. Um, but his wife was named Arletha. And apparently what happened is um, Arletha Hopkins found Sir Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins, um, sodomizing his eight-year-old daughter. And uh, I guess uh, he just automatically went off in a frenzy and murdered her. This is why I, this is why I hate the South. Because when they say sodomy, are they talking about blowjobs or butt sex? I'm thinking butt sex. Yeah, but that's because you live in the West Coast where sodomy means one thing. Anthony Hopkins is a weird motherfucker, dude. I mean, he he was in that cell for all that time. So you're saying he's more weird than having his daughter give him a blowjob? He's weird enough to have anal sex? He's weird enough to be like, I want anal sex with you. He's pretty weird. You're right. Okay, move on. Hello, Clarice. (laughs) I can smell your cunt. Hello, Ackley. <laughs> okay, stop. Okay, so uh, what ended up happening is he was sodomizing his daughter. Maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was a blowjob. I don't know. But his wife walked in. She found him. He ended up murdering her. And the worst part about it, and this is the kicker, he forced his daughter, who he had been abusing for so many years, right, stretch her, him, stretch her butthole right out, <laughs> to help him hide the corpse. So the best place to hide it was the freezer in the family home. And so she had been there for years right. until eventually the daughter actually uh, went and told authorities. Yeah, she it, wanted to put happening. like some Totino's pizza rolls in the freezer and was like, God damn it, the room, <laughs> the space is all taken up by my dead mom. <laughs> my and dead I've had mother. enough. I've had enough, Sir Anthony Hopkins, my father. I'm calling the cops. Get this body out of here. Um, apparently he was arrested in, in the middle of a revival at the Inspirational Tabernacle Church of God in Christ in uh, rural Clark County, Jackson, Alabama. Um, Beverly Jackson, another pastor there, said that this is a great quote. Uh, they run in and they had their guns out. I didn't know what was going on. I really didn't. I thought it was the alarm system had gone off. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the police do that all the time yeah. with their guns out and everything. Somebody's trying to steal the, like, the fucking five bucks in the collection plate. Uh, she said that uh, Hopkins said he was a single parent because his wife had died in childbirth. And apparently he had moved around a lot. He was the father of six of his wife's eight children. He kept all eight kids. He would put them in the van, and they would move from town to town with the freezer in the van. Wow. You really got to drive fast because you got to get from one plug to another plug. plug. Yeah. Um, The father of six here, Hopkins, has been charged with rape and sodomy in a separate case involving his daughter and could face more charges... um, because of this uh, additional charge here. So I don't, I don't know how long he's going to end up going away, but he's going to be facing some additional charges. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't get another congregation together. Yeah, I think we should point out to like uh, listeners from different countries that you can have a church in the South if you have like a living room in your trailer home. You know, you just five or people a come in. And, or yeah, something. yeah. Are, these are small ass churches. He's not like preaching in front of like the, the Notre Dame Cathedral. Well, they say he preached at various churches. He wasn't affiliated with any particular denomination. I guess he was kind of aloof. He kept himself. They called him Rev because he attended church so often. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, I mean, like he was that's a kind virtue. Of like, yeah, he was kind of like a self-proclaimed. That brother. guy's at church all the time. He doesn't even have a job. He's just always at church. So on the sick and wrong star scale, Wackerly, I mean, he was uh, raping his daughter for so long. He and murdered his wife. Um, what, what does it for me is the fact that he, like, carried his wife with him for so many years, for over five years. And kept preaching. And kept preaching the whole time. It's just like, you know, it's a religious hypocrisy in action. I'm going to have to give this a 4.5. Really? I, I can't imagine what would be... I think Carl from Sling Blade should play this guy. <laughs> Which I think his real name is Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy I'm gonna Bob have to Thornton. say like four point eight. I mean, you're giving it a four point eight. Yeah, I, I guess something more heinous and weird could happen, but it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think it could be worse. I'm not trying to get you to change your score. I'm just justifying mine. Four point eight. All right, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide. Who's the winner of episode 135 here of Sick and Wrong? Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus. And uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Wrong. Wackerly, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to listener email and phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline. People can call the Sick and Wrong hotline at 206-666-3846 or email us at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. We received a number of phone calls and uh, a bunch of emails, so we got a lot to get through, so let's just start off here with uh, call number one. Yo, this is uh, Hayes Rooftop. I think that uh, the Tenderloin Kid... And that guy, Ian, that was on your show a couple weeks ago, are actually uh, lovers, and there's like a jealous feud over what that tattoo was all about. I think that tattoo was actually a strap-on of the Tenderloin Kid doing Ian. Huh, that's an interesting theory there. I always assumed that the Tenderloin Kid had his own penis, but... Maybe he strapped something on for some added girth. Or maybe he just does, yeah, like double penetration somehow. <laughs> I'm good, not sure. Good theory. But, you know, I thought uh, Ian was going to call in this week and uh, defend himself against the, the, the Tenderloin Kid's assertion from last week. The pegging charge? The pegging charge. So uh, this, isn't a, uh, this, this call is a reference to last week's call, which was reference to the show a couple weeks ago where Ian was talking about a girl he broke up with with a hideous tattoo on her back, which I'd love to see, yeah, of a girl pegging a guy. So, yeah, we, you know, I, I don't know if uh, maybe, the, maybe the Tenderloin Kid and Ian have a connection here. I'm not sure. A thwarted romance. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to find this out. So, um, hopefully, Ian or the Tenderloin Kid will call in next week and clear it up. But uh, apparently. Hayes Rooftop over here has his own ideas. Is that his name or that was the location that he was calling from? You know, I'm not sure. Either of Yeah, I'm not sure. All right, call number two. What's up, sick and wrong guys? This is Heather, the soccer mom in the minivan. I've had a cocktail or two yeah. or six or 12. I'm not sure. My kids have gone on a camping trip this weekend with my parents, so I'm actually allowed to drink. But I'm just calling draw. to thank you for calling me a MILF because you totally made my fucking day. And actually, I'm going to send you a better picture because that picture that you looked at really 
sucked and I have a much better picture. Wait, hopefully there's some titties in this one. So this is the one we found her MySpace page? Yeah, she like wrote in and said she was a soccer mom and that, you know, there's there are other people, you know, other than like uh this the subterranean parent dwelling people you know, <laughs> right. that still live at their parents' house that listen to the show. Yeah. And it was kind of, you know, it was gratifying to know that there's like soccer moms out there that actually also you know, delight and sick and wrong. Right, and we looked at the picture, and she's kind of hot. And you know? she's a milf, and, and she's saying that milf. that's not even a good picture. So, so hopefully, the next picture will be even better. Lingerie shots, please. <laughs> I wanted to comment. You guys said one of you had asked if. Oh, does she, I wonder if she drives around listening to Sick and Wrong with her kids in the minivan. I do not do that, but that's it's not good. because I'm like a great parent and I'm it's trying to good thing. protect my kids from like the evil world. It's because my nine-year-old daughter is a serial killer waiting to happen okay to give you an example she sent me an email a couple weeks ago that was just a picture of a book called how to kill your parents for dummies no, this is a real <laughs> your daughter sent that to you <laughs> you know i would almost be like okay it's time for a child psychologist here yeah nine years old is is this woman's last name klebold <laughs> <laughs> yeah i or Dahmer. Yeah. i'm not sure Watch out. Book. It was like a, Warning sign. a Photoshop shit or something, but that's not the point. She's a little bit psycho, so her punishment was I put Nat Nanny on her computer, so now she just sits in front of her laptop screaming at it because she's all pissed off, but, you know, most nine-year-old little girls are, like, playing with Barbie dolls. Not my child. <laughs> no. She's into, like, violent anime and, like, her favorite toys, like this teddy bear with these big bloody claws on it that she got at, like, a Hot Topic in the mall, but... <laughs> Anyway, that's why I can't listen to it, because I'm afraid she's going to get some really good ideas on how to kill people. So, yeah, lovely. And, D, I wanted to tell you, I'm really sorry that you broke up with your girlfriend, but there are many fish in the sea, so don't sweat that. No big deal. All right, I'm drunk, so I'm going to go have sex with my husband now, because when you're married, you don't get to do that very often. So since the kids are gone, we're going to go have some, like, gross, sweaty sex now. Later. Let's get it on. <laughs> Thanks for that mental image there, soccer mom. Yeah, so she was concerned about your breakup, but it sounds like her daughter, maybe when she turns 18, will be uh, your potential mate, because that seems like the type of girl that you get involved with. Or maybe Ian. Maybe Ian can, maybe Ian can uh, field that can, one. Can go find that one. But no, seriously, that's a definite warning sign. If your daughter starts murdering your pets, if you notice that happening, soccer yeah. mom, then it's time for a child psychologist. If, like, you know... Little uh, Lassie or, um, you know, little Sammy the Golden Retriever Spuds goes McKenzie. missing. <laughs> yeah, Spuds McKenzie's gone. Then maybe you should see a child psychologist. But, the, you know, I can understand why she doesn't want to play sick and wrong for that kid. But, dude, Net Nanny, isn't that a bit harsh? Isn't that like draconian law there? No, I think in this case it's fully warranted. <laughs> but and dude, I hope that our show is blocked by Net Nanny. Yeah, I, I guess it probably should be. But thank you, uh, Soccer Mom, for calling in. And thank you for your uh, kind words, um, you know, uh, optimistic words here about uh, me, you know, finding another girl. Because there are plenty of different uh, fish in the sea. Yeah, if you like and, fucking fish, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's great advice. <laughs> I, I've always been into fish. You know, we received like a couple different people actually said, you know, uh, you know, ex explaining, amp you know, uh, Conveying empathy, uh, you know, for my, my and recent sympathy. breakup. Yeah, What's the and difference? Sympathy. What's the difference between empathy and sympathy? I never. Well, a lot of that. people, if if you can understand what happened, like this one dude wrote in and said his wife of nine years just up and left him, and uh, what gets him through the whole thing is uh, a lot of Jamesons 
and uh, David Allen Coe. Okay. You know the music of David Allen Coe. I do know the music of David Allen Coe. <laughs> and uh, another guy wrote in that said, uh, you know, he went through a nasty breakup where a girl stabbed him in the back with a pair of scissors and he had to get a restraining order against her. So he's like, you know what, dude? There's plenty of other chicks out there. Don't sweat this one. Yeah, it's good to break up before you get stabbed in the back with scissors. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's, that's a plus. I'm just glad I got to that point. But I appreciate the support from the listening audience. Well, if you're still feeling down, this should cheer you up. Okay. Well, what's the next call? Hey, it's Trucker Paul. Trucker Paul. You had some lady call in, or girl, talking about Alaska. Let me tell you, there's a lot of sick and wrong shit that happens up there. I was working at a at a fast food restaurant as a manager. And, uh, manager? I wonder which one. We had one. a lot of uh, people. At- I think he was working at like a McDonald's? Well, this must have been before the trucking, because then he would be called fast food fast manager food Paul. Fast food manager Paul, yeah. Which I kind of wish we had a fast food Mr. manager. Ma- <laughs> Mr. Manager Paul. <laughs> I kind of wish we had a fast food manager caller. Yeah, but- I wonder what kind of fast food they have up in Alaska. I bet you it was a hot and now. Yeah. Fried caribou. <laughs> English, uh, like uh, Spanish and uh, Filipino, and this this little Spanish kid comes up to me and tells me, "You got him, you know, Mr. Paul, Mr. Paul, got to go to the bathroom like that." I'm like, "What? I don't have to go to the bathroom." Finally, I realize he means there's some something going on in the bathroom, so uh, I go in there and I see four legs sticking out the bottom of the stall. Uh oh. And I knock, I go, everyone all right? No answer. So we got the little keys for the for the stall, like when kids lock them and then crawl up underneath them or whatever. So <laughs> I stick the key in there and I open it up. I've done that before. There's this drunk black guy laying on his back with this, the fattest Eskimo chick I've ever seen. She easily talks. Uh, dude, Eskimo is no longer the politically correct uh, accepted term. What are they called now? Well, they're either the Inuit or the Inupak. So you've been to Alaska. How much yeah. do they weigh on average? Let's just say they're above average, okay? <laughs> but I will confirm that Alaska is a great, sick and wrong place. There's a lot of very strange stuff that goes so on. either this guy could, you know, was having sex with this woman and passed out, or he was being crushed to death. So it's a good thing that Trucker Six Paul... Six to one, uh, half to other. I mean, uh, we was asking for it. It's a good thing Trucker Paul was there to save the day. Yeah. Four bills. Four they bills. They must have both passed out right in the middle of sex. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. But, uh, yeah, I had to kick him a couple times, wake him up, tell him to get the fuck out. And I'll tell you, another time, I saw one of the, these homeless guys, as a typical homeless guy, oh, you... There's a lot of them that used to come in there. This guy goes to the bathroom, so I run in there because they like to sleep in there because it's warm, you know, they're outside. Yeah, and it's cold and So I go in there, he's taking a leak. I go, you know, you can't be here, you gotta go. And instead of finishing his leak, he turns and pees on me and goes, yeah, 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 I go, I go. He's gone. Uh, let's, just, let's just say I beat the shit out of that fucker, but <laughs> anyways. There's some weird shit up there. A lot of people go missing. It's uh, definitely a good second wrong state. I agree. Well, I'm off to Maine. <laughs> Adios. Lick my onion balls. 
<laughs> Dude, we got another intro for the show there. Yeah, onion balls. Lick, uh, lick my onion balls. Balls Dude, are big as onions and not the cocktail size. He probably worked at a Burger King. You know, it kind of cracks me up, though, that some dude would have the gall to actually piss on Trucker Paul. I picture Trucker Paul to be a big, kind of intimidating fellow, right, don't but, you think? But, yeah, but remember, this is in the past, and uh, Trucker Paul might have, in fact, been a little smaller back then and less intimidating, because I'm assuming this is in his younger days. Okay, so you think he was a bit younger back then. Right. The voice wasn't as intimidating. Maybe it was like, hey, man, uh, get out of here. Not like, hey, man, get out of here. You know what would have been the best thing is the other employee, you know, his employees at the uh, the, the burger mart here. Right, that he couldn't <laughs> even, didn't even have a common language. language yeah, but they were just like, hey, man, come here, check it out. Trucker Paul's beating the shit out of a homeless guy in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> You're missing been, out, dude. Must have been pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, Trucker Paul. Guy always just kind of cheers me up. Right. Yeah, I think he's on vacation now because he seems to not be trucking. He's just like going different places and calling. Well, the is, I bet he's like in his truck on his way to Maine. Maybe, yeah. That yeah, could be. I don't know. Shitting the, in the, the bag. guy's been all over. I wonder where he's from originally. Trucker Paula, where, where, where were you from originally? What's your hometown state? Yeah, that'd be good to know. We want to know this. All right. The last call here, call number four. Smoking weed and making money. Yeah, I just killed a fish. That's sick and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what was that all about? That was the shortest yet most coherent phone call we've ever had to the drunk dial line, but I don't like the message. But it's it's got to be one of the most disconcerting messages that we've received in a while. You know, I listened to that earlier, and I was okay, so the guy says, smoking weed, making money, I just killed a bitch. Yeah. Should we be concerned? Like, is this a, a call for alarm? What is our duty to society? Are we expected to forward this to the police? You know, it's it, a similar. I, I read recently a, a, a similar article, a relevant article. A woman called into the Tom Likas show. Tom Likas is a radio personality, I think, out of Southern California. Right, big and, in uh, the Southwest. Yeah, Arizona, big in the Southwest. L.A. And uh, I think she said on air. She basically said that I killed my husband. Yes, and detailed. Exactly how she did it. Her radio and, air name was Awatucky Sue. Yeah, Awatucky Sue. Do a Google search on that, and you can read the whole story. But what she did is, um, I, I, apparently, I guess she like she didn't frame her husband, but her husband, she lied and said her husband committed suicide a few years back. Right. And the she, cops believed her. She had gotten away with the murder for like five or six years. Called up Tom Likas, basically just kind of cleared her chest told her exactly told him exactly what happened braggadocio yeah well you know i think at the same time it's the guilt i think the guilt was it's like the telltale heart sort of but i think she was bragging about the fuck that yeah that i fucking killed it. that prick and she got away with and it and thinking she would never be caught but but it took 2 years cuz this happened in 2006 eventually they managed to trace the call and they caught awataki sue and uh, now now she's being charged with the murder of her husband yeah. All based on this one radio confession. So what I'm wondering is this guy here, you know, I'm thinking my first instinct, this is a joke. This guy didn't kill anybody. I'm hoping it's a joke. I'm I'm hoping it's a joke too, but on 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 the same on the same part though, I'm kind of thinking could you imagine? I mean, if, if this is, this really did happen, someone called the police, and the police were like, well, they called into this podcast, and this <laughs> happened. Dude, the negative publicity would be great for us. <laughs> Always thinking about the publicity. The viral yeah. marketing, dude. Yeah, well, this is more viral. This would be more, if this, that's a true story, that would be more viral than anything you've ever come up with. So I'm willing to dismiss this. 
right off the bat. Yes. I'm thinking this guy was probably drunk, probably high, and probably messing with the fellas here that do the Sick or Wrong podcast. <laughs> I, I feel mess with more than I feel <laughs> frightened about, about the murder. But it does kind of, uh, you know, rouse the old call for alarm. Well, people, thank you for calling the Sick or Wrong hotline. 206... Except for the murderer. <laughs> yeah, except for the murderer. Murderer, don't call the Sick or Wrong hotline again. 206-666-3846, the number. We're always eager to hear from you. Well, actually, we received a number of emails. I want to get to a couple of them. Uh, English fan Dave wrote in asking us to wish him a happy birthday. He says, dudes, I totally just shit my pants. Thanks for the happy birthday. Yeah. You'll be pleased to know that thanks to your influence, I now drink Jim Beam. There's only one bar in the whole of England, which I found that serves it. Honestly, what do you guys see in it? Am I lacking the drinking maturity or what? It tastes like shit. Well, uh, How long do you want this wackily? podcast to go? How long do you want this podcast to go? Dude, you just pissed off wackily more than I think I've pissed you off like the whole time I've known you. Veins are popping in my head. And you know what? I'm not even going to take I'm not going to take about the to bait. Have an aneurysm I'm not going to take the bait. If you want to do an intro on the next show about Jim Beam and why it's better than any other whiskeys or bourbons or scotches <laughs> or Irish whiskeys, we'll do that, but I'm not going to take the bait. Dude, I, I, you know, I don't know if the English have like a cultivated enough of a taste, a palate that can handle Jim Beam. <laughs> that might be true. Uh, maybe, maybe that's what it is. It's yeah. A, you they're know, used it's to all the, that Stella that they drink yeah, over there. And they're used there. to the scotches, which, you know, the scotches with all their fancy undertones and all that bullshit. Jim Beam is just a straight, you want to drink whiskey, this is whiskey with no bullshit. Put it this way, English fan Dave, a Ponce does not drink Jim Beam. A Ponce drinks Pims. Okay, <laughs> we're not drinking Pims here on Sick and Wrong. I don't even know what Pims is. We're drinking Jim Beam. <laughs> but thanks for writing in and uh, happy birthday there, man. We received another email here from E. Murray, also from England. He says, hey, first off, awesome podcast. It's the first place I go for stories and new terms to sick out my friends and family. Glad we're doing a service for you there. Yeah, making you cooler. I have no idea whether you've already covered this thought experiment idea, but still. I was listening to Podcast 54, the Pretty Lisa episode, with a few of my friends in the common room in my college. (laughs) (laughs) I hope weed was being smoked. Um, You know, he spelled college as collage with an A. (laughs) I think he might be at an English community collage. This isn't Oxford we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think this is Oxford. Uh, The uh, hot chick one night sex for a shit on the face thought experiment. If you recall, Wackerly, I think you brought that up. You're saying that if you could bang any chick, let's say Megan Fox, for example. Allie Larder. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Heroes. Would you, would you let, what about uh, Hayden Panettiere? No, Allie's The hot. cheerleader. No, Hayden's too young and weird looking. Yeah, but would you let her take a shit on your face if you're guaranteed to have sex with her? No, not Hayden. <laughs> Allie, yes. Well, how much you want me to say about this? Megan Fox? Yeah, well, yeah. The Transformers chick? Well, I think you even brought up, what are you talking, like a wet diarrhea type of excrement? Are you just talking like a couple nugs that roll off your face? It makes a difference. (laughs) It does make a difference. Well, anyway, uh, E. Murray here said, um, we didn't get a chance to vote, so here's mine. Yes, I would, only if I could have a shower before the sex. So That's kind of cheating. Yeah, it's kind of cheating. So he's saying he'd get shit on and then take a shower and then have sex. I mean, I would let somebody spray, like, radioactive fucking toxic waste in my face if I could take a shower the next second. (laughs) It doesn't count. 
He says that he got some of his friends to vote as well. All the guys said yes, five guys. None of the girls said yes, though. Four girls. Here's the problem. And here's why, D, you and I are professional thought experimentarians. <laughs> We've been doing this show a while now. Yeah. You have to couch the question properly to get the proper response. Or to, get, to get an honest response. I mean, did they point out, like... Seriously, girls, we're not talking about us fucking ugly dudes in the common room of the collage. Yeah, exactly. We're talking Two, about like, drunken American assholes shitting on you. Yeah, we're talking about like Johnny Depp with John Holmes's cock. <laughs> Squeezing out like a little, you know, a nugget. A tiny dingleberry. It's, you don't even know if it's really shit. It just might be a little piece of shitty lint. <laughs> and it rolls right off your face. Would you let that happen if you could ride that, like, huge Brad Pitt salami? Exactly. And, you know, I think that kind of changes the whole vote. And, and, let me, <laughs> and Brad Pitt with a huge dick will also cuddle with you and tell you how beautiful you are after the sex. Well, you put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I'm getting nervous here. <laughs> but seriously, no, I think that would have swayed the vote had he couched the, cr- the question yes, correctly. Yeah, so you have to couch it properly. And so I think you should redo the vote there, E. Murray. Or anyways, he says he got to talking, and uh, they started playing the would you do for five million pounds game. Would you do this for five million pounds? What up? He said, anyway, the best one we came up with was for five million pounds. Would you put your finger in your father's asshole with the catch that you could never tell him why? By the way, a colonoscopy from son to father doesn't count. That's telling him why. So for five million pounds, would you stick your finger in your father's asshole? That's $10 million, dude. You asked me this question before, and I thought it was obvious, but you didn't tell me the whole that I couldn't, the, I couldn't tell him why clause. But what I don't understand so what, about... So what you're saying is, like, he's asleep, <laughs> and I go into his bedroom, and I, like, lift... creep up I lift up, up his him. boxer shorts and stick my finger in his ass, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I go out, and somebody gives me 10 million pounds? Or 10 million dollars. You know, I, I don't know if they say... If, if, and I can never tell him what, what, that, what that was all about. Well, that doesn't make any sense because it wouldn't happen. He would and he'd s- be like, where'd you get that fucking $10 million? And I'd be like, I don't, it just happened. Yeah, but Won how would he sit still? And plus they didn't say, like, do you well, want Well, he'd be s- asleep in his bed. But is he saying, do you want you to put your finger just really quickly in there? Or does he want you to leave your finger in there for 10 minutes? No, there's no leaving. He would have said that. Okay, but what I'm saying, I think this thought experiment would be more relevant if... Whatever. If you told your father what was going on, but would you put your fi- your finger in your father's asshole for twenty minutes for ten million dollars? If I could tell him why, if I could tell him like, Dad, let me do this. We're gonna get twenty million bucks. Yeah. Would you do then, that? Then yeah, obviously. Okay. Would you do it if you couldn't tell him why, but you had to hold him down and keep your finger in there for twenty minutes? No. <laughs> I have to say no. But that is a good experiment. Good thought. Okay. Experiment. Let's switch out finger with tongue. And you I said no why. before. Why would and I? And you go- could tell him why. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Ten million dollars would buy a lot of mouthwash. And I can tell him why? Yeah. And I can immediately scope the shit out of my mouth. Yeah, but it has to be in there for five minutes. How deep in? Uh deep half enough, a centimeter? Deep enough where you don't see the top tip of your tongue. Half a centimeter. Half an inch. And can he uh give himself an enema and completely scrub up before I do this? No, it's just you wake him up. You don't tell him when you're gonna do no. it. No. <laughs> no. 
No, sorry, no. Well, well, sorry, like, I'll remain in poverty and like be like working slave in a cubicle for the rest of my life. I'm not doing that. I don't know. He wants us to put this up for a vote, so maybe we should put this up for a vote on the forum page here. Wait, dude, now you're making me do work because I gotta go fucking write all that well, no, HTML. I'm thinking we'll put it up on the forum page. Okay, so forum go, vote. Go to yes, the forum yes. and you can vote Easy to for do. five million pounds. Would you put your finger in your father's asshole? And then there's the second one of tongue. That's... Okay. For 10 million pounds, would you do it with your tongue? But it's got to be in there for five minutes. And he's not allowed to scrub up. It has to be a surprise. Yeah. We'll have to see. So E. Murray from England here. Thank you for uh, giving us this uh, fascinating, yeah. thought-provoking, thought experiment. That was a good one. I hope he writes like a master's thesis on it. <laughs> he has a postscript here. D, your British accent is terrible. Well, your dad has a British accent. <laughs> how, how can it be terrible? Uh, yeah, well, uh, E. Murray, you spelled accent wrong. <laughs> I just wanted to point that one Ascent? out. <laughs> A-C-C-S-E-N-T does not spell accent. Uh, but thank you, people, for uh, emailing us and calling the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Call it's 206-666-3846 or send an email, sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, people, if you haven't already, go sign up for the uh, Sick and Wrong Forum. It's a good time. There's been a lot of great postings going on there right now. Pictures, videos. Uh, did you see the recent posting that I put up there with the E.T. porn? Sadly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, it's hard to fucking watch those images out of your mind. I can honestly say I didn't jerk off to it because it's completely disgusting. Well, some dude sent that to the Sick and Wrong Hotmail account. I thought it was hilarious. I put it up. It's from a site, which it's from, uh, I think it's somethingawful.com, where they're talking about this, like, difficult, I don't know, this, 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 this porno movie called Super Hornio Brothers based on Super Mario Brothers the video game and I guess it's just a really elusive movie you can't find it anywhere <laughs> yeah and they've been searching for it for years but starring Ron Jeremy I'll put up a link to the site but anyway they had like uh, some of the most disgusting porns that they've ever seen and one of them I and mean, they had a, a Beavis and Butthead porn that was kind of disturbing but this one yeah, was disturbing not disgusting I mean well, I've seen much more disgusting porn but just disturbing because they're conflating like things from my childhood with porn but the thing is with the E.T. thing not only was it completely disturbing seeing E.T. having sex but it was just like confusing to the fact that I always thought E.T. was a dude and in the movie in the porno movie in this clip here E.T.'s a woman. I mean, well, E.T.'s like, she, it's a woman. You see a vagina, but she's covered in the E.T. outfit. Right. But she's definitely a, a woman. It's a woman. I always thought Under E.T. was a dude. Under the costume, you're saying? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's like this kind of gross rubber, I don't know, kind Looks of Looks kind of like a shit. <laughs> but it's like this latex kind of shitty looking material covering this person. Right. But if you look at her, it's, it's definitely a woman. I always thought E.T. was a dude. Right. Well, maybe that's something you need to explore with your therapist, why E.T. has to be a dude for did you. Did you think E.T. was a dude or a chick? I did, but it doesn't really, uh, I don't, it doesn't disturb me that he might not be a dude. Yeah, but I don't think I would have found this porno clip as disquieting if it was E.T. fucking a chick. <laughs> I, if, if E.T. had his cock right. inside this You're girl's right. vagina, I would You're have been right. like, all right, I guess You're that right. makes a little more you, sense. You made me reverse my position. You're I right. don't that know, would have dude. Been better. It just, it, I can't get the, the images out of my head now, and it's e. just really E.T. getting me. fucked up his uh, you know, uterus hole. It was more disturbing. Yeah, it, it, it just he shouldn't. I mean, if it was E.T. fucking Drew Barrymore, I would have been into it. I totally, I totally would have been into Current it. Current Drew Barrymore or young Drew Barrymore? <laughs> Current, dude. Okay. I'm a, <laughs> geez, yes, why yes, you, you are. There? Why you're did saying, you have to go there? You're saying you're not, but you are. Okay. 
I'll put up a link to it. But yes, what I'm saying, there's a lot of interesting stuff on the forum right now. But I'll definitely link to it off the main page. Uh, people, uh, I want to thank you uh, for all the comments we've been receiving on iTunes. Just recently, we've received like a number of comments. And yes. uh, now we're like in the 40s now. And, you know, I, I was recently in contact with the guys over at the Mediocre Podcast. Great podcast. Go check it out. They mentioned that uh, we're number 43 in the top 100 podcasts on iTunes. We appear, if you click on comedy, we actually appear as a little chiclet on the uh, On the listing. fourth page. And, you know, the mediocre guys appear at like four. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, the, the fact that we're like on the fourth page of the comedy podcasts on iTunes is quite an accomplishment. So I just want to say, fuck Podcast Alley. Don't even yes. go to that website. Right. Those, that site is meaningless. Although I do appreciate reading the comments. I get amused by I do it. like the comments. Go give us a vote on iTunes because that seems to be really helping out the show. The fact that we're number 43, we've been getting a lot more exposure, attracting a lot more listeners. I also think it helps to download the show from iTunes rather than going to our website, although I understand it's very convenient to go well, to the people website. people hate iTunes, though. Yeah, but if you can bear with it, and then you download they it from there. It. It'll get the show more exposure. But I'd like to thank everybody for leaving comments on iTunes. If you haven't already, go leave us a comment. We'd appreciate it. Um, finally here, the sick and wrong song of the week was sent in by Chandra. She says, hey, Dean Lance, here's my suggestion for a closer for the podcast. MC Hawking. Here's the URL for his site. But he's also got a MySpace page. I added Entropy, one of his songs, to, his, to my profile. Great stuff. Stephen Hawking with Hip Hop. Oh, hell yeah. Enjoy. Chandra. <laughs> it's uh, www.mchawking.com, www.myspace.com slash mchawking. And seriously, I listened to a couple songs, and this is Wackerly's kind of rap. Seriously, after Doctor Who is finished, you and the Science Fiction Club just all get together and probably just jam some hawking. Well, the song we're going to end the show is Rock Out With Your Hawk Out. And uh, it's, it's definitely a good one. People will be back next week with episode 136 here of Sick and Wrong. Until then, take it sleazy. Good night. You're doomsday. Give me some more snare in my headphones. Yeah, all right. Check it. I heard some people talking that the hawk fell off. Well, listen up. Class is now in session. Yo, the hawk is back for the attack like Dawkins, rocking Mike like a panther's talking prey. So get the hell out of my way. Step to the hawk, there'll be hell to pay. My beats be denser than a neutron star. Tighter than a nun's ass, doper than a drug czar. King of nerdcore, I wear the crown. Like a weeble, I may wobble, but I won't fall down. Brighter than the beam of a Zebuot laser. Sharper than the edge of Occam's razor. It's safe to say that I'm smarter than you. I know more about physics than half life, too. You can't approach the lead that I'm thinking compared to me. You're deaf like Carl Pilkington, but it's all good. If you're done with the hawk, so come on everybody, it's time to rock. Rock out with your hawk out. Come on. Rock out with your hawk out. What? What? Rock out with your hawk out. Sing it. Rock out with your hawk out. Wikipedia calls me a fictional rapper See how fictional I feel with my foot up your crapper I'll shoot you in the face, leave you bleeding in the grass You heard me punk, I'm going shady on your ass I'll stuff you in a box like Schrodinger's cat You'll be dead and alive until such a time as that I check and make the wave function collapse And if you ain't dead, I'll cap your ass I've been busting nerdcore since before it had a name Grunt coined the term, but I make the claim To be the progenitor of the nerdcore flow So to all you nerds who'll be new to the show I'll say this only once, so I suggest you listen You only exist by the hog's permission But it's all good if you're done with the heart, so come on everybody, it's time to rock. Rock 